Welcome to Thrive Deeper, an ongoing conversation with Dr. Matthew Jacoby, author of the Thrive Bible Reading Guides, teaching pastor and leader of the Psalmist Band Sons of Korah. Join us as we go deeper into the Bible, discussing the passages as we read them together with Thrive. Now here's your host, DJ Payne. Ahoy and welcome to episode 43 of Thrive Deeper. It's DJ Payne here and I'm very excited that you're listening to this week's episode as Matthew and I get deeper into the book of Proverbs and the concept of guidance. We're going to really get into the concept of decision making and how God wants us to sort of mature in the way that we take on board the Proverbs and how that shapes our life. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. It's a little bit more, uh, what can I say, looser this week. You'll notice that we're a little bit more conversational and that's because we're actually bringing in some real world scenarios into this one. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy this one. Stick around. I'll be on the other side to let you know how you can support us here at Thrive Deeper. doing this afternoon this weekend for Benita oh. well it's, it was Benita's birthday Every, all, of, yeah. all of us are birthdays in March yeah. all the cool kids yeah. so Benita's birthday was a couple of weeks ago my wife Benita and um, she I'm surprising her today she has no idea oh. she thinks we're going out for dinner just her and I going out for yeah. dinner I'm going to surprise her before we leave yeah. the house and go surprise we're going to stay overnight somewhere pack a bag so she'll be like, oh, panicky and pack a bag, right? We're going to go out to Queenscliff. I've got an Airbnb place booked, this little cottage, really cute cottage. We're going to go there, you know, walk in there, da-da-da, and as we walk in there, who's that? She's going to open up the door. It's her best friend, Slavica. Yeah. Slavica's going to be there. Surprise, and then I'm going to go. I'm oh. leaving. <laughs> her best friend is taking a, take my place, and they've got the whole place booked for the whole weekend till Sunday afternoon. <laughs> And they've got day spas, restaurants, all this stuff happening for her birthday. Uh, so you could just be the perfect husband. Well, you know, who, who then skedaddles like goes <laughs> get out of the girls' weekend. I'm like, only that, only that. And and that's a classic. Our, our wives, are, our wives are very similar. Where the uh, the um, they will never ask for anything. They're hardworking. Yeah you know, devoted to the family, out there doing everything for everybody, never ask for anything for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and so I, I'm, I'm so happy to be able to surprise her this afternoon and sit back and uh, see what's happening. So we'll see. Uh, I'll give you an update in a future. That's future. fantastic. That's fantastic. <laughs> and I can talk about it this you, because you, it's coming out after. You, you, you're, you're making me look bad. Yeah, good, good, <laughs> good. I'll never forget that just recently at a, at a family barbecue, we had a whole bunch of people, and you weren't there. You weren't there. Yeah. You had you had done your unsocial. I bet he had gone or yeah, not, not even. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, that's I've quite d- conceivable. Yeah. <laughs> I've done five minutes of human interaction. <laughs> I'm out of here. And or, you, or I think you were preparing for an actual sermon. I think you're actually doing some work. And we're out there, and my wife started... A conversation amongst all the wives started mm. talking about how uh, <clears throat> pathetically unromantic their husbands were, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, they 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 wooed us, and now they got us, and forget about it. Like now that we've borne them children, they like there's no romance whatsoever. And Benita started saying, "Well, you know, uh, you know, DJ, uh, you know, would would uh, make." 
mixtapes for me and make books and poetry and actually write out the lyrics of the yeah. songs and mm. do stories and all this type of stuff. And the, you know the person who got most livid about that was your wife, Kate. <laughs> She was like, "What? What?" And I was like, "No, I'm a bit of a, a bit of yeah. a hopeless romantic." Yeah, and she was, a lot. <laughs> she was very impressed. So I, I, I think I went up a couple mm. of rungs in the Kate estimation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, ladies, if you need any husband advice, come to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're talking about guidance. So uh, you've just you've just blessed me with a bit of guidance. There we there. go. Thank there you. There we go. Thanks y- for bringing you it back. are my guidance. Now, now, before we get into guidance, we're going through the Book of Proverbs. We're hovering around. Uh, this week we're hovering around Proverbs 19, 20, 21. We're into that section of Proverbs there. And I'm I'm loving, I'm getting so much out of it. Just these little little nuggets of wisdom, you know, life mm. wisdom here. I'm, I'm loving how even some of them in our modern ears are so politically incorrect. Mm. I'm, I'm even mm. enjoying that aspect of it. Yeah. But before we get into Proverbs, I had a question uh, come in during the week from one and only Mr. Nigel Lane, communicator mm. extraordinaire. And he said, listen, I love my Thrive. I love yeah. going through Thrive and I love listening to the podcast. Why don't you ever talk about the weekend's readings? Why don't we talk ah, about Psalms? Yeah. Uh, oh, you're just putting that yeah, to me. I don't know question. why. There's his question. I'm putting it to you now. I don't know why. This is much <laughs> your thing as my thing. So, um, uh, well, well, that actually would be a good idea. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, we'll, we'll take that actually yeah. as a suggestion. Because, that's good. Uh, because <clears throat> I've got plenty to say about the <laughs> Psalms. I, like, I have plenty of things to say. Yeah. So um, that actually would be nice to do. Yeah, because every every weekend, and if you're not familiar with, because mm. I know we have people listening who actually don't read the Thrive mm. Daily Reading Guide, which is insane to me, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, you, everyone's welcome. Every weekend, you have like mm. a one entry for the weekend, yeah. which is a psalm, yeah, and and a, and a thought about the psalm, and we we just skip right past them because we're worried about getting through the actual meat yeah. and potatoes of the yeah. of the of the whole journey, yeah, and we don't sort of look at these little rest stops of psalms on the way, yeah. Well, that's that, that's how I've um, I've sort of opted to work uh, with the psalms is um, instead of do a whole edition where we just go right through the Psalms. I, I, I like that idea of doing, you know, like one one a week. And, um, and, and in fact, I've just been working this morning on doing some of the weekends oh, really? readings, uh, actually, uh, for the Psalms in a future edition. Actually, uh, working on a future edition on the Book of Hebrews, which is one of your favourite oh, uh, books of the Bible. So. When are we going to be doing this? <laughs> Getting me excited. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm working way ahead here. Oh, These, come on! <laughs> My fav- one of my favourite books of the Bible, Book yeah. of Hebrews. That's oh. good. But that's a good suggestion. Thanks, Nigel, for that because yeah. uh, I think I'd, I'd like to do that. Yeah, and knowing Nigel, yeah. his tongue is firmly in his cheek as well. He loves to stir. He loves to stir the pot. But I reckon it's a, it's a great suggestion. I reckon yeah. it's a great suggestion. Mm. Okay, so uh, let's let's get into it. Let's get into more about guidance. We sort of mm. covered some bigger issues on last week's episode about guidance, mm. and the, the, we can get down into the more prickly sort of yeah. points of it now. Well, the main uh, the main thing that we emphasised last time was the idea of empowerment and responsibility, that we should not treat guidance in such a way um, that allows us to abdicate our responsibility for wise decision-making. And um, God has empowered us, which means that we get to make decisions, and uh, those decisions are to be within the boundaries of God's law and uh, driven by God's 
purpose very much in the framework of God's purpose. And then governed by a principle of wisdom, you know, good decision-making is wise decision-making. And uh, this is where the Proverbs come in because Proverbs are to enable us to be good decision makers, mm. uh, to train us to be good decision makers. I love that. So they, there's this axiomatic thing that they do that this this these types of decisions um, uh, tend towards these kinds of results, yep. you yep. know. And, yep. and 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 I mean the proverbs are very much focused on character yes. uh, as well. So um, I think God's concern mainly is about the decision maker actually, and making us into the kinds of people that are really good decision makers mm, where we have mm. really good we have a really good sort of internal guidance system that is um, established there by the work of God's spirit in our heart uh, that is sensitive to um, uh, to what God wants and what God is doing um, so it's not just you know written code but very much living by the spirit in accordance with God's word yep. by this principle of wisdom so you know that there, there's this high element of of freedom in that you know um so uh we have the freedom to choose things you know uh which what sort of car we're going to drive and where we're going to live and and but these these are not it's not that these are completely non-moral matters all of these things matter but they're governed by a principle of wisdom like uh it would be unwise for me to go out and buy you know and Audi Quattro or whatever, mm. as much as I'd love to uh, <laughs> buy one. It just would be unwise to yes. do that. Like yep. I, uh, <clears throat> whereas, whereas for someone else that would not be unwise, you know. So it's, it's um, th- there's a principle of wisdom there. It would be unwise for me to go and live down in, I don't know, Portland or somewhere because yes. I work here. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just like, you know. So, uh, and, and, and my sense of purpose uh, is here. And, and so, so, so sometimes, sorry to interrupt you, Matt, yeah. sometimes that that concept of wisdom, we have a tendency to spiritualise it or we have yeah. a tendency to make it like, um, and, 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 it, and yeah. it, in some parts it should be spiritualised. The Bible, I think, yeah. does say that this is part of God's character and he gives us a higher type of wisdom. There's a godly type of yeah. wisdom. But I think sometimes I've heard I've heard a few wise people in my life say to me that this is teaching us common sense. This yeah. is this is yeah. instead of thinking wisdom like a mystical thing, think yeah. of it as no no this is. is this is your common sense. This is the boundaries. These are the principles that are setting up your conscience. That are setting up your <laughs> principles. That are setting up how the world works around you. Yeah, they they are um, the. the Proverbs very much, uh, well, the book of Proverbs is filled with common sense axioms, mm. um, but they're also filled with axioms about character mm-hmm, as well mm-hmm. and, um, and and how character um, then uh, creates a certain kind of life. But then there's a common sense aspect to that yes, exactly. uh, as well. So yeah. I think just trying to get away from almost a pagan approach to guidance in which you seek the omens you know where yeah. you cut open an animal and you practice extra what's what was known as ecstasy where where you examine the entrails and see if the omen is good for you to do this or that action yeah. and, i mean the ancient world is full of that kind of thing and it's i, I think the modern world is still full well, of that yeah that's true actually you know the modern, <laughs> the modern world like I even even in my family if i go back i never knew her she passed away when i was two but my dad's mum uh, was was Italian. Mm. Uh, she was first generation Australian, but her her father yeah. was Italian. Came out, and uh, she she read tea leaves, 
right. for yeah. the for the neighbourhood. Yeah. They would come to her as yeah. this Italian woman in the neighbourhood. Yeah, and Actually, she would very common. and yeah. she would read the t- which is yeah. a bit more civilized than cutting open an animal, but pretty much the same thing telling people's fortunes from what she could see in the TV. Yeah. Now, by the sound of her, she sounded like a bit of a character and she was well, just doing it for fun. Yeah, well, you're right. I mean, uh, I, I think that tendency is certainly uh, around, but certainly in the ancient world and from the time the Proverbs was written and in the Greek and Roman world, um, uh, you know, the, the background of the New Testament, it was very much a scenario in which decisions were made always on the basis of seeking omens, you yeah. know, and, you know, you, you read stories of Alexander the Great and um, uh, and other you know ancient Greek um, histories and it, it's always amazed me in reading those how every decision has to be they have seek the omens yeah. and they and so uh, in, in a question like that like for Alexander the Greek or for some of these the Sorry, Alexander. Well, he was, he, yeah, he was yeah. Macedonian, actually, but Greek. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I was getting racial there. Alexander the Great. Um, the uh, you, you tell I'm tired. The uh, uh, when these types of people, these rulers and, yeah. and other and other you know civilizations, go and seek the omens. Yeah. How I mean, we see a we see a hint of it in the Old Testament yeah. that God yeah. is basically saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm in control of all yeah. of that." Well. I think this is a good thing to get onto because yeah. um, how does the practice of casting lots in the Old Testament then uh, then relate to that? So uh, let's let's first go to what they did uh, in the ancient world. So I mean, the interesting thing is like just taking out Alexander the Great as an as an example and someone whose um, life I'm a bit more familiar with too. Um, he was an incredibly good decision maker. I mean, he was a brilliant general mm. and, and, and 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 had been taught a lot of cultural wisdom yeah, by his teachers. That, that's right yeah that, that's right I mean he was uh his teacher was in fact was Aristotle yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so he had a in, t- in terms of common sense yes. and thinking rationally uh, I mean he had the best uh, best training um so I like I can't imagine I mean we're getting into history here but like I can't imagine that he would have overturned a really good decision on the basis of an omen. I think he probably slipped the, the priests a few quid yeah. and uh, got them to rig, uh, yeah. rig the vote. But the point is is that you, it was expected that you had to, you know, seek the omens. And even in the middle of battles, um, you know, that they would see an eagle with a snake in its mouth. You know, I'm thinking of a scene from um, uh, the, uh, the Iliad. Um, you know, and, and they, oh, oh, this is, that's you know, omen. suddenly that's, that's an omen, that's yep. a sign. And, yep. and look, the problem with this is that it's very non-relational. There's no sense of I'm just reading the signs. Uh, it's There's this kind of impersonal fate that governs our lives of these signs, uh, you know, the sort of omens of that. So it's a very impersonal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And what, what you see in Scripture, and this is moving toward a more biblical view, is something actually that's much more relational. Um, in that it's not uh, a matter of just seeing the signs and and but it's a matter of your relationship with God mm. and that you are actually guided by your relationship with God and as soon as you move into the field of relationship you move into a field in, in where uh, of, of greater freedom because relationship requires freedom uh, and and God empowers us to make decisions because he wants us to actually respond to him mm. uh, freely and putting aside issues of um, uh, free will and predestination, yeah, and that's yeah, another yeah. topic for another another day. Um, 
a, a valid topic, but um, the, my point is um, that that relationship means that you know w- we we participate with God in the way that things unfold, and so um, there is this sense of freedom uh, in this. So that I mean, this this all goes to say that sometimes the way that we approach seeing the signs and you know open up my Bible in the middle and put my finger in the first word that I put my finger. I mean, the funny thing is that at times. That hasn't worked for people. Don't say that. Don't, <laughs> don't wait to that. No, no. Uh, uh, but um, yeah, so like, there's a superstition in yes. that, you know. Yeah. And look, I mean, God, in His sovereignty, will work through even times where we act superstitiously because He's very gracious. But that doesn't justify the action. That's that's you've got exactly yeah. where I wanted to yeah, get yeah, to exactly. with the question. I, know. I, you, I saw you getting nervous when I when I'm talking about opening up the Bible and yeah, putting yeah, your yeah. finger down. And, and that and that's it. Look, and this is the graciousness of God and God being bigger than what we can yeah. comprehend and God being outside of yeah. time and space. Yeah. That he has he has. What he wants is the relationship. Yeah. What he wants is that walk together guidance, almost that picture that we get in our mind's eye of, and God would come and walk with Adam and Eve in the in the cool of the afternoon type of thing. You know, he he longs for that relationship. Yeah. Does he put up with our stupid super? You know, does he put up with our bad bad decisions every day? Yeah. Including the bad decisions of, you know, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that, and it should never justify us doing those. Yeah, that's right. So. So I think it's about our approach. Like, I mean, I think God does give us, you know, God does give us signs and and he does guide us externally through external things. And so, so I don't want to completely, I don't want to completely invalidate that. It's it's actually, the, the problem is on our end. Yes. I don't want to limit what God will do. Yeah. Um, so let's flesh this out. Okay, let's flesh this out. Yeah. God can give us a sign. I'm, I'm, I'm driving down the road. And I'm praying about. I'll give you a real life one. Yeah. I was just about to make up one, but I just realised yeah. I've got a real life one. <laughs> I was. I, I, I. This is going back talking about this. Is you know. A you know. I'm thinking. Sorry to interrupt oh, you because yeah. you interrupt me all the time too. <laughs> um, I'm thinking of that that uh, scene in. Um, Bruce Almighty, you know, where, where he says, Lord, give me a sign yeah. and a truck yeah. full of signs yeah. pulls out in front of him. Anyway. Yeah. It's, pretty much, it's pretty much like that. So back, way back in the day, um, we're going back about 19 years ago, I uh, I was not married to Benita and our relationship had sort of come to a standstill, mm. at least for her part. She was being a real spiritual girl yeah. and say, I'm looking for God's answer in all of this. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And off she went to Bible college. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, do I wait? Is she the one? What do I do? You know, and I was really pouring out my heart over weeks over this. And one day, on the day that I had to wave goodbye to her on going to Bible college, mm. I was praying. And it wasn't – and I didn't say to God – How could that be wrong, do you yeah. <laughs> No, I wasn't – You a, ungodly whatever. I, I was not saying don't go to Bible college. I was going there to say goodbye. But I was – my inner heart was, is she really the one? Am I meant to wait for her? Mm. I don't. I want your opinion on this, God. Mm. I feel like you're not talking to me about this. I was feeling a bit lonely mm. about it, and I wasn't saying give me a sign. But I turned on the radio, and a song came on, which is b- by the name of Benita, right? The name. The name of the song is Benita, right? And <laughs> yeah. it's a not a well played <laughs> yeah. song. And I was like, oh my goodness. Okay, all right. I t- me personally, in that yeah, moment, yeah. I took that as took that as a sign that I was meant to keep waiting. That I was meant to yeah. that she there was yeah. something special yeah. about her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Let's flesh yeah, that yeah. out. Let's break that open. Well, well, I don't know if we can break that open. I mean, but uh, like I, I think that's fine. You know what I mean? I mean these these are the things that 
uh, these moments of what, what shall we call them? Synchronicity. Uh, these moments of yes, yeah, se- perhaps seeming coincidence. I yeah. mean, um, uh, like I, I think um, I, I think God works. In, in lots of mysterious ways. Yeah. And um, now, I, now, now, to give you the rest of the story, I then, when I heard that song, I started laughing and yeah. saying, ha, 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 good one, you know, type of yeah, thing, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> you know, and I had to then pray about that. I didn't, I didn't go, right, there's, there's my holy grail, there's my, yeah. there's my tablets of stone because I heard this song on the radio. Yeah. It was then more fuel for the conversation I was yeah. having. Yeah, with that's him. right. Yeah. And I think that's the key. I, I think that. The key here is not to limit God on what God will and won't do to, yep. to guide us. Uh, the point is that um, God wants us to connect with Him, and and with and and He wants to build a relationship with Him, and wants to and He wants to build in, uh, you know, into us uh, that right kind of internal um, c- connection with what He's doing. And so, um, a lot of the that that kind of seeing the signs and is that there are two problems with that. Sometimes it can be a little non-relational, like I want I want God to give me signs, whereas God is saying, well, actually, I want to do way more than that. Uh, but the other, um, the other thing with that is that it can be an abdication of responsibility. And this is the thing, this is the thing that I've been emphasising, mm. is that is that God is an empowering God and this approach to decision-making that says, that says oh, you just make the decision for me. God's saying, no, no. I want you to make the decision and I want you to make it in accordance with, you know, like with the heart that I've been building into you with the right motives, with the, you know, I want you to search your motives. Uh, I want you to examine your heart. I want you to seek wisdom and I want you to make this decision. I think that's the answer when often, I think that would be God's answer when we have those moments of abdication of responsibility where we just say, oh, God, just tell me the right thing to do. I really, uh, I really think in those moments God wants to actually know, I want you to make this decision, I'm going to empower you to do that. So we, we should pray, we should seek God, but not, not, always, not, not necessarily for God to make the right, to, to make the decision for us, for God to help us to make the decision. Look, that's the, that, that's the main point there. If we can go back to, because the question I think that is is raised here mm-hmm. when we talk about these pagan approaches, as we have, um, well, what about the casting of the lots in the Old Testament? Like what's going on there? Even in the New Testament. <clears throat> well, uh, yes, <laughs> yes, um, uh, but I would say that where in the New Testament is significant because the last recorded instance of casting of lots yes. is in Acts chapter one okay. and in oh, Acts right. chapter two. You, you become a dispensationalist over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Can joking, you stop I'm calling me names? <laughs> no, no, stop gonna... calling me names. I'm joking. Uh, in Acts chapter two, we have, um, uh, and yes, it does sound a bit dispensationalist, but uh, we, we, you know, we have the outpouring Be- of the Holy Spirit, yeah, and before Pentecost, basically. You're saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think there is a line. I think there is a line there. Mm. Um, because we don't see the early church doing the same thing that the the, the disciples were doing. The mm. eleven were casting lots, working out who else to be. They yeah. had some, you know, ramifications. It had to be these yeah, guiding yeah. principles. But then, when we see the early church making decisions, they didn't do that. They yeah. went and prayed. Yeah, that's and spent right. Time. Yeah, so you do see something different yes. uh, after that. Now, <clears throat> I wonder. Okay, this is this is not. I'm not sure about this, but I'm going to put it out there anyway right. because 
um, no one else is listening but you. Um, I wonder whether there's an element of, of accommodation in that, like because I see this happening throughout the Old Testament, like people, there's, you know, here is this people who are used to, um, accustomed to a certain, uh, certain way where things are done. And, uh, and so does God kind of speak in a language that they're used to, you know, in, in terms of like casting the lots um, is because that kind of thing was so culturally common. Hmm. Um, is, that, is that a way of God accommodating to that? Okay, well, I'll, I'll speak to you through these kind of uh, external signs. Hmm. Um, uh, th that, that I wonder that. Now, because I, we're talking I, about, I mean, yeah, what do you think? I, I love, I, 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 think, I think there's two, for me, the, in my mind, when I think about these situations, I've got two aspects in play. Exactly what yeah. you just said. God speaks the language into the culture that they understand. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, 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 and their culture was, you know, we cast lots to make decision. God's yeah. going to speak into that. The other aspect is that I think for part of it is that these some of the men that we read about, uh, like for example, um, uh, a Joshua or something yeah. like that. God, God is after a right relationship with these people, yeah. and they've got. As, you know, in the Old Testament, yeah. you know, economy, they've got that old. They've got a right relationship with God. Yeah. So God's honouring. I think there's. Yeah. I think God is honouring that. Okay. As yeah. part of yeah. the step, yeah. I think it's a like you say. I think the the, the the principles here are a relationship, and God speaking. You know, yeah. our language. Yeah. I mean, we should we should say too that they're not casting lots on every little decision. No. no. Um, uh, they are they're casting lots on shall we go to war against this people or yes. shall we not um, uh, th that actually changes when you when you get increased prophetic activity it, it becomes a matter of actually seeking prophets yes the casting of lots was a priestly thing it's interesting how this how this works and, mm. and there's a there's a PhD thesis in here for someone yeah. uh, it probably already has been written uh, <laughs> but I'm not uh, I, I'm not aware of it. Is the, the the movement between the, that priestly casting of lots, the Urim and the Thummim, which is yep. the, the kind of lots, and the uh, and the practice of seeking the prophet uh, and an oracle from the prophet? But look, in in both cases, um, <clears throat> it was a matter of big decisions: should we go to war or mm. not? I mean, these mm. are massive. Yeah. Like these are massive decisions. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If I was going to be taking uh, thousands of people into battle, yes. man, I'd want to be. I'd, w I'd want more than just an inner peace or, yes. a, I mean, yeah. I'd want some pretty solid, yeah. <laughs> some solid signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, th there, there are big um, decisions uh, like that, that those, that, that they're the co that's the context for those. Yeah. So I think there could be an element of, of God accommodating uh, to, certainly to the limitations of people, if, if not the, um, you know, the culture. Yes. Um, and, and that this is something that then passes away. So I, I don't, I would certainly would not advocate casting lots no. uh, to make decisions. I'm just thinking of <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> where yeah. the exceptions could be uh, for that. Um, well, I mean, it, 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 I, w I would say 
you know, if someone really wanted flip to... Flip a coin. Yeah, to flip a coin about yeah. something. But it, you, it's not flipping a coin about whether someone lives or dies or... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, know, you can flip a coin to see which way you're going to be kicking in football. Or, yeah, or, uh, or which restaurant do I go to tonight? Or whatever, like yeah. something within fun, like yeah. I would say fun, but but a serious spiritual matter or yeah. a life-altering decision. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's interesting, like the story, the, the reason my family actually came down to Victoria is because my my mum was praying about her parents and they're down here and and praying that you know that they would come across Christian you know Christians and we, we were very well established and my mum uh, had a job uh, mum and dad my mum and dad were separated by that point uh, mum had a job you know she had a farm there was a farm there and well established in that community what community uh, she, was that? Uh, in up in up north, North Queensland, uh, sort of in the Whitsundays area. Um, but she uh, says that she heard an audible voice mm. say to her, "You go." Now, I, I very rarely uh, heard of that sort of thing happening, mm. and uh, and that that was it. But it was so compelling for her, mm. um, and so remarkable that. She, and, and when she announced we're, mo- we're going to move to Victoria, I just thought she was <laughs> mad, you know. But she said, "I, you know, God has, God has told me uh, that we should move to Victoria." So I, you know, again, as I said, like I mean, God, uh, God can do things in in lots of different ways. Again, I don't think we should expect that. Like I've got a big decision to make. I'm not going to do anything until I hear a voice, an yep. audible voice. I mean, uh, <clears throat> uh, we we have to take responsibility for our decision-making. Yeah. But certainly, and I've heard many different stories of quite remarkable ways in which uh, God has guided people. So, for example, you know, uh, in, in a number of cases, uh, there's a sense that this is the right decision, but God has confirmed that yes. with, other, with, yeah. with a number of signs to, mm. to give a sense of assurance, mm, you know. Mm, mm. Um, uh, you know, lots of things coming together. It's never never just one thing. You know, I, I hear people talking about, and certainly I've had experiences in my life where a number of different things have come together quite remarkably, actually, mm-hmm. um, to uh, to point me in a, in a certain direction. So I, I don't want to rule out those things. Again, I'm going to keep coming back to this. When you are faced with a decision, don't automatically say, okay, God, give me the signs. Yeah. Yeah. God would say, no, no. I want you to make the decision. Yeah, yeah I love uh, that. So um, it's it's that empowerment principle. That is, is really is an important um, thing. principle of you know god is maturing us enabling us empowering us to be responsibility Mm. you know bearers ourselves Mm -hmm. you know and that's part of his design for mankind 
uh, and his and his personal relationship with us as we grow closer yeah. to him he wants us to be emboldened in that that's way. right and and he equips us and this is the important thing he equips us uh, to do that so yeah. when we're faced with the decision we, we say Lord help me to make this decision and it's not that he makes the decision for us yes. uh, but that he equips us to make the yeah, to, to, to make uh, the best uh, the best decision now um, there's some other there's some, yeah. there's some Principles around this, though, or other circumstances maybe is a better way to say, where people, even two fellow believers, mature, believing the same thing, you know, in the word, yeah. asking God for the for the discernment, and there's a decision to be made ahead of them, mm. and they make two separate decisions yeah. because of different convictions. Well, that, that that is, I mean, that is really the fruit of that freedom. I mean, uh, and... I mean, both those decisions could be quite valid, hmm. but they just see things differently. They they and and they believe that, uh, you know. So, for example, the classic biblical example is the um, the dispute that uh, Paul and uh, Peter had over Mark. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, um, John Mark. Yeah, over John no, Mark. No, yeah. it wasn't Paul and Peter. Was it Paul and it Barnabas? Paul Barnab- and Barnabas. Yeah. Um, so Barnabas, being the encourager and the more people person. Uh, he thought, no, this guy's got potential. Uh, Paul thinks he's just going to be a burden. He's not as hardcore. As he's weak, yeah. weak, you weak. He meanwhile, just, meanwhile, he goes yeah. writes the book of Mark and you know has yeah. a gospel. In and, and of course, Paul then um, <laughs> concedes later on that you know, Mark is he, he came through. You know yeah, that yeah. you know. So, but um, then the, the other they, the, they differed and they yes. actually had a dispute and they actually went their separate ways yeah. because of that decision. Now they both had really fruitful ministries. Yes. They just saw it differently. Yeah. This is this is interesting because um, you know they uh, they didn't because what you don't see there is them saying okay we're having a dispute let's see what God wants yeah or they don't say let's cast a lot yeah like, they, well, yeah that's yeah, right yeah, yeah yeah you know so they they uh, they they differ in their opinions of that and um, so in the end they decide and, and I think they did make a decision in the it wasn't a breakdown in relationship. Yeah. They just decide, you know what, actually um, we're on slightly different uh, wavelengths here. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you go uh, you go do your thing with Mark. Yep. I'm going to um, uh, go off and do now, this. Now, the other, princi- the other big principle that I think about this is the weaker brother principle. As when Paul, is this, have I got it wrong here? When Paul talks about yep. in Romans about meat offered to idols, yep. you know, th- this is someone's conviction. Yeah. That this cultural practice is d- demonic, yeah. I will not partake in it. Yeah. Where Paul says, "Well, a- actually, as a mature believer, eh, there's nothing wrong with it. You can save a few bucks and be a good steward by like, buying this meat in the market." Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So that's. I mean, again, there there are guiding principles. I mean, Paul says, "Look, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's not. You know, we're, we've moved we've moved beyond that. You know. So, but but for the sake of someone with." whose conscience is then you should so so that even there there's an element of of freedom it's uh and also an element of relationship yeah it's about relationship very yeah, good yeah yeah paul's not saying hey you're right <clears throat> buy the meat and slap him in the face with it and say paul yeah. said it's okay it's like no 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 if you've got to stumble him do it don't yeah. don't do it in front of you in fact try to encourage him you know like yeah. the concept there is to yeah. try to get that other person to maturity yeah and this is i mean that's a good point because there are Often instances where we are dealing with uh, in areas where we're dealing with 
right and wrong, mm. but the application of that is quite complex. So, <clears throat> I mean, this is almost always the case, actually. Um, if, you know, whenever we're faced with a scenario of, of right and wrong and, and, and people and how to relate to people, there's still, wisdom still needs to be applied because it's about relationship. Mm. And, and relationship is a process. So, so for example, um, you know, the way that God works with us is that he doesn't correct everything in us all at once. <laughs> like he... He doesn't otherwise does, it'd be overwhelming. Yeah. Like God works on this. Like there's there are things in my life that I've discovered recently that have just been there, but God was dealing with other things in my life. And yeah. and, and and so he it, there's this kind of process where I see the grace of God mm. and 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 I would say the wisdom of God in okay, I'm gonna deal with this and then I'm gonna put my finger on this, and then I'm gonna put my finger on this. It allows for process, mm. and and so there's and some of the things that you're dealing with now couldn't be dealt with until you yeah, had dealt that's with things right. previously. Yeah, exactly. So so in in terms of our mandate of discipling people, just saying this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong and you shouldn't do that. Well, that's not really discipling. Discipling is about leading people to health, and this may mean or even the flip side. I think the flip side is harder. I think the flip side of instead yep. of saying shouldn't, 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 I think the flip side for some people is oh yeah, yeah. Th- this is perfectly you fine. Be doing this this is perfectly fine. It. This is perfectly fine. We're free. We've got grace to do this, 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 this. And the new believer yeah, yeah. sometimes is like, no, 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 no. I just came out of all of that. I can't. I can't. You know. You yeah, know what I mean? And that's that's the, yeah. That's the weaker brother yes. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. right. So, um, look, in all of those cases, they're they're a clear cut. You know, right and wrong, mm. um, and yet, so so take you know take the issue of sexuality uh, for for example. I mean, I, I think the Bible is very clear on uh, on what God's intended, uh, what God's plan was for sexuality. You know, a man and a woman becoming one flesh. Uh, uh, the, the idea of uh, uh, you know sex within a committed you know uh, marriage re- re- yep. re- relationship. Yep. So, you know, this, these, these principles are really clear uh, in Scripture in terms of the ideal. The application, uh, how, we, how we then work with people, uh, then a lot of wisdom needs to be applied with that. Yeah. So, you know, you have a gay couple coming uh, to, 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 your, to your church. Yeah. Uh, what do you say? You, you, need to br- you need to break up. Oh, well, just like first things first. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the biggest issue uh, is... You know, like you need to. That's not going to be make sense actually until someone actually shares our worldview and actually shares those ideals. Yes. You know, so so I feel I feel like um, people get this wrong a lot. You know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and and this is another area where we need to seek wisdom. Okay, we know that this is right and wrong, but what should I do about this circumstance? And often there are circumstances that are really kind of messy oh. circumstances. Like life just is not that clean cut. Yeah. And I think we want it to be and we impose a really... Because we think, well, God's, uh, you know, God's law is clean cut. Hmm. But the problem is life isn't really clean cut. And that doesn't render God's law obsolete, the fact that life is messy. No, hmm. we still view things in terms of God's law. But we need wisdom. This is where wisdom comes in. To a- in terms of applying God's law. So, you know, what do we deal with? I mean, let's, you know, what you have to choose your battles. You have to choose what are we going to, 
what are we going to uh, what are we going to work on first? And and so because um, because there are so many different scenarios. And, yeah, and you've mentioned you know one hot button issue for some people, but there's multiple of smaller issues that you know that go along, especially when it comes to the concept of marriage or relationship together is, and, and also sexuality on top of that. You've got, you know, and, and both you and I can talk about, you know, a myriad of scenarios that we've seen yeah. personally in our own mm-hmm. lives of, you know, young couple coming to faith, oh, they live together, they're not married, they've got a child. Yeah. Okay, what do we say? Get You know, like, yeah. what do we go from there? Uh, you know, people who've, who have transitioned sexually to yeah, one yeah. gender to another coming to faith, yeah, what Mar- are we going to say? Married to yeah. other people. And it's like, okay, so what, what are you going to do there? What are you going to do there? Well, you're going to pray. The first thing you're going to do is pray for a heck of a lot of wisdom. That's, <laughs> That's the it. first thing you're going to do. And, and you're going to be motivated by love and yeah. grace. And, you know, it's these are complex areas, right? And, and I'm, 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 and you can't even generalize. You can, it's very even no. difficult to Every, generalize. You could have five couples in the, in the same situation yeah. coming and it wouldn't be the same yeah. answer. And for in everyone. fact, you know what it is? When, when you try to construct a code for every possible scenario, mm. that's actually called casuistry. It's, it's, mm. it's, what, um, it's actually what... That's um, coming from the word rabbinic, cause? It's, what, it's actually what rabbinic uh, Judaism, I, I think, does a lot, trying to, like, what in this circumstance, what's the right thing yes. to do and to sort of pre code all of that sort of yeah, stuff. The cause you know, and effect yeah. type of and, and I and I think uh, I think Jesus brought a corrective to that. You know, mm-hmm. I think he was more interesting interested, as we've said, about building in a really good internal guidance system, mm-hmm. love and grace, mm-hmm. uh, in the context the boundary by God's law, um, and you know, with compelled by God's purpose mm-hmm. uh, and and equipped with wisdom. Yeah. These, this is what we need for these scenarios because, you know, we've got to think, okay, in really complex ethical situations like the, the someone that's transitioned, come mm. to their marriage, it's like, okay, let's just think, okay, th- th- this is kind of messy here, but let's just think about God's purpose. Let's And, and then what's the wisest way to, and, to go and, here? And tell me, and tell me if you're... If you're um your uh, wisdom, where you sit now, you know, as as a as as a pastor, there, my I have my conviction in these types of situations that come come up like yeah. this in my in my life and my world. And I've got a lot of you know diverse friends and family and everything yeah. in really weird situations. I've gone from someone who tried to be that corrective person, like they would come to you and say, "Here's the situation," yeah, and I'll be like, like a doctor. Here's a prescription. Yeah. Let me give you the prescription yeah. here. Boop, 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 boop. Read, read this, read, you know, yeah. and correct that like that. I've come to the place now where I'm like, let's pray, let's seek God together, yeah. and then tell me what you think that yeah. God's telling you to do. Yeah. And try and getting back to what your prince the, the basic principle enabling them, because you you know what? Nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, yeah. the person will come, will then say, Exactly what you wanted them to come yeah. to in the in the in the first place. Yeah. But if I had just said that said that to them first, they would be like, "I'm out." No, yeah. no, yeah, no, yeah. You had to. I had to. I have to sort of be patient with God, you know, yeah. and, and let God yeah. deal with him because yeah. he does. Because he does. He, he does, really wants exactly. To. Yeah, and 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 there's there is a process there, and we need to recognize actually that any person's biggest problem um, is the fact that they are 
in conflict with him. 100%. Th- that's the biggest problem anyone. I mean, this is the interesting thing in, you know, ethical dilemmas like, you know, should we allow um, uh, a child, uh, you know, a child who wants to, who wants to, w- with gender dysphoria, uh, to be in in our Christian organ, like say a Christian school, um, uh, who is otherwise open to non-Christian people? Well, the first question is, well, what what is the biggest problem here? The biggest problem here is not gender dysphoria. The biggest problem here is is someone being at odds with God and, yep. and not believing, you know, being not a believer. That's yeah. a way, way bigger problem. Mm. So, um, you know, so, so it may mean that we just let them, it's like sometimes you need to let people make the questionable decisions yes. um, and, uh, and let that go because actually the bigger issue that we want to create a space uh, to deal with is is the relational issue between them and God. So, so there is this wisdom to be applied um, in terms of what do we deal with when. And, and, uh, and often, I, and I think the church um, has put up so many moral roadblocks um, and, and, and come out so much with, and, and I mean, I think, I think it's important that we stand by our ideals yes. and our morals. I think that's important. Yeah. And and I'm, you know, I'm quite conservative actually when it comes to ethic, quite ethically conservative. Mm. Mm. Um, but I think we need to lead out with the relational message of the gospel. I think this can take away from the message of the gospel if we go out with a moral message of, you know, you've all, mm. uh, you know, you need to get this right and trying to, like, uh, actually, what people need to get right first is their relationship with God, mm. and um, and I know that involves recognizing that we are at odds with God. Yeah, that's the basics but of the gospel. That's right. But but again, it's it's not actually our, our our moral state or the things that we do wrong aren't actually the core of where we've got it wrong. Where we've got it wrong is living autonomously and independently. That's the biggest problem that we've got. Not just the not just the fact that you know we might have this sexual orientation or this habit or this, you know, uh, it's actually much deeper than that. And, and it, the, the, I mean, the the healthy thing about this is is that then you can't point the finger at another person mm-hmm. and say, "Or oh, aren't you really sinful?" Because actually, when it comes to the tendency to live independently or autonomously, yeah. or autonomously. That's something that we all struggle yeah. with all the time, yeah. you know, in our endeavour to live by faith in God. So, um, so you know, the, the gospel is aimed at the fundamental problem, which is man is separated from God, uh, and that's a problem. Mm. And, you know, the gospel is giving people the opportunity through Jesus Christ to come into a relationship with God. Mm. So it's a matter of putting first things first in these, in these sorts of decisions. I'm not sure if we've stayed on track here, but but you know we're, we're, this is you know I'm talking about making moral decisions, yeah. and and um, I guess what I'm saying is I think we need to be gospel centered, and and there is Amen. a you know and, and and sometimes it may involve allowing people to do the wrong thing mm. because plenty of times in my life God's Some allowed me to do the yes. you know allowed me to do the wrong thing still oh. worked in my life, and, but I've learnt actually sometimes the hard way. Um, 
and by reaping the consequences to my poor actions. And, you know, God sometimes allow, he allows that to happen. I mean, we have world history the way we have it because God allows consequences to flow from wrong actions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, because he actually wants to get to the core problem, which is the fact that we've been disconnected from him. Yeah. That's the core problem. And um, so, uh, so th- there is complexity around even clean-cut morality and we should be seeking... God's guidance and God's wisdom for how to, you know, how to navigate through these yeah. issues as and we that, make and disciples. That, and that's not an excuse to say, oh, it's all too hard. You know, like we need to be clear on what we believe. We need to yeah. be clear on what the gospel is. We need to be clear on, on, on what we understand God's call for us in, a, in, yeah. a, in our lifestyle. Yeah. But I think the call, the, the commission we have is not to tell everybody mm. how to live. Mm. It's to tell everybody about Jesus yeah. and the gospel, yeah. what he's done, the price that he's yeah, paid, right. the way that we get to know God. Exactly, because yeah. we are all on the on the same level playing yeah, field right. as that. And the, and, the, and the grace side of it, the other flip side of the coin there is that the, gra- the grace that he has given us, once we enter in uh, to a relationship mm. with him, and the times we look back and we see the things that we've said or done motivated mm. while there's still so much sin in mm. our own lives, mm. we just look back and go, oh, my goodness, like mm. <laughs> you were so gracious yeah. in, in using us in the times where yeah. we, weren't, we weren't fit to be yeah. used, you know. Ah, oh, but anyway, that's, that's, that's good stuff. It's, okay. good. it's been a good discussion. I'm, I, I, it's, it's complex yes. and yet hopefully all along the way, this points back to God. Like, go to God not to make decisions for you, but we need to be... This world is a messy place and we really need God to help us to be good, wise decision makers in the midst of all of the complexities uh, of life so that we can serve his purpose, his predefined purpose, really, really, really well and that we can represent his love and grace and reflect his wisdom. So there you have it, combining wisdom and the principles of making decisions and being mature and responsible as we want to look for guidance in our life. These are all the things that we're we're uh, been struggling with in our day-to-day Christian life. And this is hopefully something that has been encouraging to you. We would love to hear from you. In fact, we would love to hear some questions or examples or thoughts that you have around these topics. I'm sure as you've been listening, you've had real-world scenarios coming up in your mind as well. Please get in touch with us. Easiest way to do that is to head to the website, thrivetoday.net. Send us a question. You'll find all of our information there. And let me encourage you, if you haven't subscribed to the Thrive Daily Reading Guide yet, you can do that over there as well at thrivetoday.net.au. Get a physical copy of these uh, little books and join with us as we read together through the Bible. All right, on behalf of Matt, Stu, and the whole crew here, we want to thank you for listening again. Share this episode with a friend if it's encouraged you, and uh, get in contact. Until next week, we'll see you then. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Thrive Deeper. We value all our listening community. If you are on Facebook, search and like Thrive Today page, 
to get all of our latest updates. Our home on the internet is at thrivetoday.net.au. There you can subscribe to the Thrive Daily Reading Guide and contact us directly. That's at thrivetoday.net.au. Our music is provided by the talented Rod Gear. For more information, head to rodgearmusic.com. Join the conversation online with nearly 400 other listeners at facebook.com slash groups slash thrivedeeper. Until next time, thrive.